Okay, so, so let's stop. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Parenting Unknown Podcast. Thanks again for downloading for another week. Hope everything is going well with you guys. And for me, I once again, I can't complain. Um, I'm doing a lot of writing. I, I honestly can't complain. Everything seems to be uh, going good. And I know it's not the case for a lot of people, but as for my end, it's very happy. <laughs> But on today's episode, I want to talk about identity. So the title of this episode is going to be My Identity Crisis. Basically about me thinking about growing up and this identity. Now, one of the things I have to ask myself is, what is identity? And it's, it is a fact of being who you are as a person or a thing. I mean, I sit before you today as Matthew Bronson. I'm 31 years old, close to 32 next month. I am a father and a husband, and I know where I come from and where I want to go. I know what I want in the people who I surround myself with and who is around my kids. And I could sniff out qualities that I see that's not really trustworthy or that I want to steer clear of, just to kind of keep my sanity clear and to keep positivity in my life. And when you're around, I wouldn't say bad people all the time, but people's qualities that you're not too much agreeing with, you'll begin to start recognizing those before they happen. And is it a big judgmental? It is in a way, but that's why you always give that second, that second chance. Obviously you're not saying nothing or you're not, you know, acting on your feelings right away, but you know, it's first impression. And then, you know, give, give somebody a chance because they could just blow you right over. It took me some 25 years to figure out, you know, when I did, and it was truly one of the best feelings. I mean, it did suck that it took my family to be out of the picture for that to happen. But I came from a broken home. I didn't really have the typical nuclear family. Instead, I had, instead of having a mom and dad, I had my grandma and uncle. Both very different people when it comes to age and beliefs. And for the longest, not knowing where my mom was, not knowing what race I was or where we, we even came from. And to be honest, we were just as basic as it comes. We celebrated the typical holidays, you know, the Christmas, the Easter. They didn't really have any traditions, any family outings, to say the least. It was just blah, it was just bland. <laughs> but what helps lend to this certain identity crisis is the fact that I was born with two names, which is, I, I found out when I was... While in my early 20s, I was first born in the world with two names. One was a mistake, and the other name I had for most of my life, which was Matthew P. Herrera, the P taking the first name of my father. And since my family likes to keep secrets and not tell the truth, I had no direction to really to follow. My last name didn't really mean anything to me. And sometimes when you're born in a family, the last name means something. It means legacy, it means commitment or tradition or a certain love behind it. And to be honest, if mine did, I wasn't aware. 
I'm a little bit more now, but going through all this before, I had no clue whatsoever. And to be honest, the name Matthew P. Herrera was the reset over my mother, not knowing which man she was uh, entangled with during my, my conception, meaning she didn't know who the dad was until I was actually born. So the first name that was stricken down was, I don't know if I want to say it, just because somebody might have that name. But let's just say before Matthew, I, was, I had a completely different name. Yeah, but luckily that didn't last that long. It wasn't like I was into my, like my second or third year of life when they finally changed it. It was, it was quick, but it was still something behind it. One small little gift my mom gave me before anything, <laughs> as sad as that sounds, but there was no help with my father. I was not, I was not led on or told to, you know, anything from his side. He wasn't, he didn't tell me anything where the family came from or why they do certain things. I was, I was completely lost. I lost my identity. I couldn't say what, what I was or what I came from. All I knew is that I was just a brown and American. And to be honest, too, when I was in my actual house house, whenever I would speak of Mexico or traditions or even repeating a Spanish word, I would get chained by my uncle. And first thing he would do is call me a wetback. And that's a word that I cringe at now. Obviously, obviously it's derogatory. But from your own uncle calling you that just because he felt he was better than that language. Meanwhile, he spoke perfectly fine Spanish and hung around a bunch of Spanish people and spoke that language. So it was kind of like, what the hell is this guy up to? Like, is he trying to mold me into something that his perfect ideologies wanted to? I mean, sorry, I'm not growing up to take glamour shots or look like, try to look like George Michael. I mean, that, that just wasn't me. I mean, it's such a shame coming from another Mexican, especially another Mexican man like that. And I sat thinking about his struggle with his own identity and how that impacted his upbringing. But you know what they say, where somebody fails, I'll succeed. So I had this identity depression for so many years, and I was kept in the dark with so many things. From food, traditions, history, personal connection with people. I would see that connection that others would have, especially when they would greet each other. And, it, you know, it felt like a sense of community. I've experienced the butting of the jokes so many years at school for not knowing Spanish, for not knowing anything. Anything had to do with Mexico, the motherland, part of its history, just, just nothing. And I really didn't have what it was, what's called like national pride, like, you know, other Mexicans typically do. Or just to be honest, other races for that matter. I think since having parts of my identity kept, kept for me for so long, I didn't really look at things to be defined on race or on how actually I would want people to be looking at me. I really didn't want people to just look at me and say that, you know, there's another Mexican kid. I just wanted to be Matthew. And I know that sounds easier to think of than what's actually going on in the real world. And let's face it, as far as it comes to like equality from different peoples in this country, there's still much, much hate preventing that right now. I mean, just to be honest, for once, I would like to stop hearing about race and just hear more about people doing good and showing positivity in their lives. Ideal versus reality are two different entities. And I'm sure some of you will hear this and say, you know, get the hell out of here with that. But that's just how I feel. And I know I'm not the only one. And I've had this discussion, especially with my, my wife. When somebody accomplishes something, how do I say this? 
I'm tired of hearing people be defined by the race first than to just be the actual person. So an example, like, you know, I'm doing this podcast. Someone called me a podcaster, but someone called me, you know, he's a Mexican podcaster. You kind of get grouped in this sort of community. That's good. Like, I mean, I'm not really dissing that for it, any circumstance, but me personally, I just rather be a podcaster. When I see an artist, I don't want to hear, you know, the Mexican artist over there was just an artist. If someone's good at the craft, why should you let race define them? It gives a different perception before even letting any understanding come, you know, right after that. And it's kind of diminishing in some sort of way. It's kind of backtracking, but that's just the way things are right now. You hear things about the first Mexican so-and-so sending, you know, robot to space. I mean, that's cool, but why can't you just say, let, you know, the person so-and-so robot to space? But I guess what my wife was trying to get across to me is that people have fought for so long just to be kind of acknowledged. And I mean, that's fine, I get it, but I'm just tired of hearing it. <laughs> I mean, so flash forward to the end of high school, I'm a big movie fan, and with some of the movies that I seen that really started to define how I looked at in life was this movie called Bronson, starring Tom Hardy. Obviously, the movie is visually one of my favorites. The acting is great, and the story, it just got me. Just to be sure, it's about a guy who made some wrong choices and is in prison till this day, you know, from the early 80s, late 70s. And a big chunk of his life was spent in solitary. I seen this man in this movie with his back up against the wall and kept fighting. No matter what may come in his direction, he just kept fighting and making a stand. And movies pretty much sparked me to take a stand up for myself. And at that time, I kind of felt like my brain was going to shut off. I was so tired of my home life. You know, it was just my home life. I mean, I had my friends, I had my job, I was going out, I was doing this and that. Once you got once I got home, I I just felt like everything in the house was dragging me. And by everything partially was my uncle. Uh, just our relationships, I was finally of age. Was that of age? Yeah, I was finally of age. And we just headbutted so much. It was so tiring, it was exhausting, all these feelings that I've had throughout the years. It was like, you know, why should I take any of this? And it sparked me. The movie sparked me. And I knew that I needed to fight up against all the negative shit that I've, that I've been through. My mom was in prison. My grandma died being overly sick. I had a dad who loved his friends more than me. And I had an uncle who, I wouldn't say I hated him out of the respect of my grandma, but I just really, really, really did not like him. And the movie inspired me to take control of my life. It inspired me to take control of my views and my feelings, you know, especially of the past. I was going to take this inspiration and try to change my life. I know I wasn't trying to, like, you know, make billions, save the world, but if you want to do a positive impact, especially where the people around you, it really all starts with yourself. And I think most of us can agree on that. And I know it doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people just because they've been born into this way where their name means something. It's a part of their family who they love. But for me, it just wasn't. So that's when I decided to change my name. 
And it was a new slate, and I personally needed to move forward and really start my life. And it was just a thought throughout the years, and it wasn't really up, up until my wife was pregnant with Max, and that's when I decided, you know what, I got to get this ball rolling. I've been talking about changing my name for years, and now's the time. Now, not knowing anything really what's going on with my father's side with the name Herrera or Herrera, see, I mean, even that. That little conflict of saying Herrera to saying Herrera, it was part of like getting picked on because I was there were people would say like I was whitewashed or I was white, I wasn't real Mexican. And it just enraged me more and more. I mean, they didn't know that I didn't grow up learning Spanish, so some of these words to say, it's not my first nature. You know, when you learn a different language, there's certain rules and regulations and how your tongue moves and how to say certain things and for me, something as simple as saying my full name, I had to stop for a millisecond and think, and that's what it causes me to pause. It causes me to say, you know, quote unquote, sound that I, I sound white. And, you know, that's part of, the, part of the little reasons, too. Like I said, I had no example of lean on in the direction or tradition. And I knew, of course, that it was just time for a change. And yes, I know I could have chased that name. And I could have started looking up, you know, different things about Mexico and things like that. Ask, ask one of my aunts from that side. Could have, should have, would have. It just wasn't the course that I was taking in my life. And I just needed something close to start. So I went with the name Bronson. I felt that that inspired me. That kicked everything off. So that's the name that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take and make my own. And my other side of the family... I don't think they know, or if they do, I don't know because I haven't talked to them in about eight years or so. Just between me and you, <laughs> I could care less. But the only aunt that I talked to now that I see and you know genuinely love the Herrera name was it was her dad's. It was my grandpa's name. So when I told her the news, it it genuinely hurt. And she said she put something in perspective that I really think about. And she said that I was the only one left to, you know, from her side of the family, from her family, to just carry on his name. And it hurt her. And of course, seeing her like that, especially when she's somebody you love, like, you know, genuinely get their, you know, their feelings hurt. It hurts you. It, it hurt me. But I tried explaining to her that it was no disrespect to him. It was something that I just had to do for my own personal, my own personal life. It was for me and the future of my new family. And of course, being the great person that she is, she understood, she respected, and she supported me. That's what family does. So I finally changed my name a couple of months after my son was born. But I started the process much, much earlier. Maybe about three months. Three, four months changed kind of quick. But I'm not going to lie to you. When we had our son, I was still under the name Herrera. Herrera. But on the birth certificate, since they didn't really check ID or anything, I threw the name Matthew Bronson. My son's last name was Bronson. And keep in mind, I haven't really got the final okay from the court to say, you know what, this is officially, you're officially Bronson. So I'm not going to lie, those few couple of weeks after Max was born, I was sweating. I was just wanting to say, you know what, 
it's just going to be my luck to where I try to change my name and put this, you know, jump the gun, put my kids on there, and then boom. It's another repeated cycle, and Max is like me with my first two names. <laughs> I don't want that. Obviously, luckily, everything came out good, and I'm Bronson now. A year prior to Max, I was still Herrera, and my wife had a choice to change it to Herrera too, but she knew I wanted to change the name, so she kept her last name the way it is, and she's going to change it eventually soon. And to be honest, I didn't, I know some people that's a big deal, but for me personally, I didn't care. So long as I was married to the woman, I loved her and wanted to grow old with her and start a family. That's what I cared about most. To throw in superficial things like taking the last name, you know, a ring, a dress, having your family there when you elope, you know, stuff like that doesn't really matter. All that really matters is that the people getting married genuinely love each other and want to be with each other till their last breath. And that's what, that's what I had. That's what I cared about most with my wife. And can I say she's all mine now? But the name Bronson in itself is a reminder of me to constantly fight and never give up. And yeah, that sounds kind of cheesy, but that, that's how I put things into words. But it could be applied to so many things. And in my case was battling depression for these X amount of years. I found a way to stand up against it and take control of my life. And life is precious. And it's such a shame that something like depression could ruin it. And we all have our faults. We all have our, I guess you could say, inner demons, for lack of better phrases. And it just sucks that some, something like that could ruin the chance of smiling at life, smiling at your kids, going outside, seeing the sun, smiling, looking at a cloudy cool day and look up and see the clouds and to enjoy it. And it sucks that some feelings of our mental health can, can ruin that. But amongst other things, you know, I'm, I'm a fighter against it. I want to be able to tell my son that his name comes from strong mental people who are willing to fight against life, who are willing to fight at some of the things that gets us down most and come out on top. And if it's something that he doesn't believe, he can look in the mirror and he's the example of. If I wouldn't have fought, if me and my wife wouldn't have overcome some of the things that we went through growing up, he wouldn't be here. We probably wouldn't have been together. And it's a whole alternate reality. But you know, we're, we're people who don't lay down. We don't take no for an answer. And when we see something or we have a goal in our mind, we, we do it and we get it. And I'm strictly talking about me and my wife. I'm not talking about any other family members, as opposed, you know, parents, my side of the family, my mother's side of the family. You know what I say? My father's side is completely different. Just be, I'm just talking about my mother's side since they've had the more traumatic negative effect in my life. So all of them, parents, in-laws, side aunts, uncle, not about them it's about me my wife my two kids and the family we choose to surround ourselves with those are the people that matter and as far as our intermediate family goes me and my wife when our kids look up to us they don't got to worry about anything short of examples of how to be a, a great person and it sounds it may sound cocky coming from me like you know you're talking about yourself like that 
if you want to think that way, that's fine. But honestly, when I'm saying this, not only am I thinking about myself just a little bit, my wife, she's a damn strong person and one of my personal heroes. And just like my grandma told me, we are wolves, but the smart ones, the ones that wait until it's the right time to strike. That's what I want to lead off to my kids when they have questions. I want to be able to tell them where we come from, our race, our traditions, geologically, where have we been? And in order for us to know what we want to do going forward, it's kind of nice to know where have we come from. And I think my kids, unlike me, they have a great start and they have two parents. They have godparents, aunts, and uncles who aren't going to let them be anything short. So I could die today and just know that my kids will be in a good spot. So thanks again for listening. And until next time.